Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Stare Down. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast between friends from all over the country. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. My good friend Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida. Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Shea Brewer out in Portland, Oregon. We get together once a week, record our conversations over beers, and talk about sports. And guys, I'm not sure about you, but doesn't seem like there's much happening in sports today. I don't know if you want to talk about this little thing, this little soccer tournament called the World Cup, which has been doing doing pretty good. Uh, baseball's had some good activity, both in college. We saw we saw a team down to their last strike not win the College World Series. We're seeing some amazing action in Major League Baseball, including a dead body in Atlanta. Uh, we're seeing uh, golf, where El Tigre changes putters, unheard of, and has one of the worst putting rounds of his life and still finishes fourth. We'll get to that. Oh, and there's some stuff happening in the NBA that just broke an hour before we recording live turns out uh he's played a little bit of basketball as uh Le- Le- Leroy James LeBron James Le- I think it's LeBron Leonard LeBron, Le- LeBron. LeBron. yeah he's made a decision but but before we talk about where LeBron's going let's talk about where Bill's been Bill how are you man what's going on your weekend I'm doing good I I like your uh, your new uh, stand-up shtick I like it it's good so, uh yeah so uh, what, 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 what's going on this weekend? Uh, just a lot of, uh, a lot of watching golf, playing golf, um, a lot of rain in, in uh, Tampa. It's been awesome. And really, uh, that's about it. Oh, I do want to point out one thing I did. I have to uh, confess something real quick about movies and watching movies. And Cindy, and I saw a doubleheader yesterday. We saw, um, um, won't you be my neighbor? the Fred Rogers documentary. I highly recommend it even for Shay. Cause I know you didn't watch Mr. Maybe you did, but watch Mr. Rogers neighborhood. I don't know. Todd, Sean, any of you, did uh, yes. you watch it at all? Yeah, I watched I, it. I barely made it. So I doubt Shay. Yeah, he was kind of, he was already kind of drifting away from stuff by the time Shay was ready for it. But, um, I, uh, we also saw American Animals, and I can't recommend it enough. It's a true story talking about these two, these four kids that decided to do an art heist in 2004, back in like uh, Pennsylvania, at, out of a school resource library, you know, special uh, collection room. It's just awesome, really well done movie. The uh, documentary movie, in, indie film, kind of a blend. Okay. You have to see it. It's it's very well done. And then for the first time, I saw. A Barbara Streisand movie that I still had not seen to this day. Uh, you guys know I'm a freak for Streisand. I've seen all of her movies multiple times, but I've never seen this one movie. Uh, I'll let you try and guess what that one movie is, real quick. I know we got a lot to do. Take it to me. It's not Yentl, that's for sure. No, I can I can sing every song from Yentl and pretty much do every <laughs> do every line of dialogue from Yentl. Of, co- of course you can. Just, just tell me when. Um, we'll do a whole show. A whole show. Star is born. That's, that's I can... exactly right. I've never seen a star is born one. I hate her curly hair and I'm not a Chris Christopherson fan. So I've never seen the movie. So Cindy, Cindy forced me to watch it because there's a new one coming out in uh, around Christmas. You got uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga doing the fourth rendition of a star is born, which is probably going to be amazing. So that's no Taylor, it. no Taylor Hicks, huh? Taylor Hicks or Taylor Swift. No, neither one. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Todd, what's going on with you, bud? 
Well, Sean, first of all, uh, your new act, uh, make sure you tip the waiters and waitresses and try the pork chops, right? Stand them up, stand them up when you're done, right? God, I never <laughs> felt like I, I never felt like I'd be so masculine saying I had a great time playing tennis this weekend. So thank you nice. for that, Bill. Nice. I thought that would be the, the, uh, oh. the what are you I, trying to say, Todd? Nothing, nothing. I, I love it. <laughs> so, no, I had a great weekend. Uh, played a little tennis, watched a lot of World Cup, um, yeah. an embarrassing amount of World Cup. It, it was pretty rainy here this weekend. Um, so, yeah, I uh, had a great week and um, looking forward to next week, but uh, looking forward to the next uh, few minutes talking about what happened uh, in the world of sports, Sean. Awesome. Good to have you on. And Shay out in the Pacific Northwest, our, our good friend and our NBA correspondent from the home of the protest march, Portland. <laughs> <laughs> we found you on Twitter, Dwight, uh, Shay. <laughs> yes. At Y2Shay. Good to That's see you on Twitter awesome there. Yeah. That's a good name. Yep. So I'll tell you guys the story. I'll tell everyone the story. I, um, on Saturday, I'm watching World Cup. Watching World Cup, the first game's over. Uh, it's a few minutes left before the half and the second match. And I was like, man, I'm going to go to the store. I just need to go to the store. Well, living in Portland, it seems like every weekend there's a march or there's a protest <laughs> for something. And the roads are blocked off. And so – I get, I, I get where I'm going and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go back home the other way. And so I'll leave to come home. And sure enough, the road's blocked off for a March and I can't see the start of the second half of the world cup game. Mm. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, I'm just furious. I'm just in my car tweeting. I shouldn't probably say that. I could probably get a ticket still, but <laughs> yes, yesterday you were good. Today, not so good. <laughs> um, great weekend. Great weekend for me. Uh, the weather, it's awesome here in the Northwest, but more than anything, it made me feel reminiscent of being back home. I went to an amazing crawfish broil yesterday. I mm. uh, found a great mm. restaurant out here and uh, just did it up nice. It was a local brewery came over and they had some uh, pineapple colch that they oh, were wow. brewing up over there and um, got some mud bugs and ate some crawfish yesterday and watch a lot of soccer and dig deep in NBA free agency. So I'm right. excited. Colch is a lager, right, Jay? That's not a nail. It's a lager, I think. It is right? a lager. It is yeah, lie. that's good. We, we should start a new, a new, uh, a new uh, piece on the show. What are we drinking tonight, Shay? You mentioned you're drinking a, a, a screwdriver. Is that right? Yeah, I'm actually going. Um, PDX Distilling uh, has a new vodka out, and so <clears throat> tried nice. a local vodka and a little bit of orange juice. And uh, the closest thing I could find to making a gold drink to celebrate my purple and gold landing LeBron James in free agency <laughs> today. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler. Alert. <laughs> I, I guess they they don't sell bandwagon brew up there in Portland yet. Oh, right? uh, <laughs> damn it! Shots fired. But, but what do you got? You got a Diet, Diet Coke tonight, or you? Diet Coke? But I just finished before the show uh, uh, a line and Kugel summer shandy. Just uh, always, always like tasty, easy and simple. It was good. Always good. Todd, what do you got? Hey, Bill, a shandy anytime you see on the menu, that's basically beer and lemonade. So, I know, it's um, great. I love it's it. great. It's a good summer drink. Um, Sean, my, uh, my, my, my go-to is obviously Sweetwater Hot Hash, I told you a million times. But mm-hmm. the new beer I found, it's a session IPA from um, Asheville Brewing Company in North Carolina. It's called Daycation. So it's, uh, check that nice. out if you, uh, if you got it up there in Columbus. Good. I picked up a couple sixes when I was down in Raleigh last week. I'm drinking from Southern Pines Brewing Company, a, a hoppy citrus American IPA called Man of Law. Uh, pretty tasty. So uh, enjoying that. But all right, boys, let's talk sports. We got our beers. We got our, our cocktails. We got our Diet Coke after our summer shandy. Let's start with the news that just broke. And let's talk <clears throat> NBA because I think that's uh, uh, 
it, it's big news and it's, it's obviously going to impact um, the, the basketball and still a lot more pieces to fall. As you mentioned, Bill, let's talk about LeBron James just announcing that he signed a four year contract, $154 million contract to go to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. And Shay, let's start with you uh, as our NBA kind of correspondent. What do you think of the move? Are you, are you, Take aside your your closet fandom of the Lakers. Um, I think most people kind of were expecting it, but in the last week or so, we heard a lot more. He's going back to Cleveland. Philly was in the mix. Houston was in the mix. And I think those are really the only four teams that were in consideration. So, Shay, let me turn it over to you and, and just kind of give us our the, the initial synopsis of, of your thoughts. So it's a couple things that's interesting here with, the, with LeBron signing with L.A. Um, Four years and the amount that he signed for, LeBron left a lot of money on the table, for one. So he left money on the table so that the Magic Johnson and the Lakers could actually move around and acquire a few other pieces. Um, the Lakers are one of only two teams that are actually set up a meeting or that DeMarcus Cousins has agreed to meet with. So that could be an interesting domino that may fall there. The Lakers are still in the sweepstakes for Kawhi Leonard. He's made it very public that he wants to be a Laker and he wants to play for the Lakers. So that's also out there. And there's a few other expiring contracts and interesting pieces that could possibly end up in L.A. to play with LeBron as well. Um, the name Lance Stevenson comes to mind. Don't. Uh, <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> really? Um, is, yeah, that from, so the, is, that, is that you just speculating wow. or is that what well, you no, he's, he's a free no. agent. They no, like no. He, they didn't the, up uh, the Pacers declined, declined right. his uh, player option. <laughs> And so Lance is on the market and he wants to play for a contender. And he's wow. been quoted as saying that he would take a veteran minimum to play for a contender. So wow. that'll be interesting. And we all know what happens when Lance plays against LeBron. So why not play with him? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't know. Maybe it's worse. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's, I, I think it's ironic that maybe Lance Stevenson is whispering in LeBron's ear now <laughs> about, about okay. possibly, yeah, about okay. possibly playing for. All right. So, so, let me let me hit on this before I get Bill and, and Todd's take. Because Todd, you have a take kind of outside the game of basketball that you think maybe influenced the decision to go to Los Angeles. But Shay, um, Boogie Cousins is a is a solid. He, he's kind of a four or five swing, right? And and Kawhi's a four, right? Kawhi's going to actually play a three. Kawhi okay. play a three. So does LeBron that mean LeBron goes three? So you'll you'll play both of them on a wing. So one will go to the right wing. One will go to the left wing. Left wing. You'll play them both at the same. And Lonzo Ball will be the point guard. Um. Or is, yeah. is Lonzo is Lonzo in his days done in LA? In order to acquire Kawhi, you're going to have to make a trade this year. Kawhi's a free agent next year, but the San Antonio Spurs asking asking price for Kawhi is extremely high. Um, they've reached out to Philadelphia. They've reached out to Boston. Uh, Boston, I don't think, is willing to meet San Antonio's demands. And I just actually uh, just actually came through that Philadelphia is kind of backing away from the table because San Antonio is asking for three current players on the roster and two future first round picks. Mm. Wow. All right. So would you agree that there's no chance that Popovich would take on Lonzo ball and the circus that comes with it, meaning his father? I, I, I can't say that. I think pop takes the best deal. If you're going to lose a player in free agency, we've talked on this podcast before. Right. And Todd, you've seen it in Atlanta. You, I mean, you win 60 games with a roster and then you don't get anything for any of your starting five over the next three years. You have to take something for your asset while it's out there. I saw it originally in Orlando. You know, Shaq yeah. was in the same position. He bolted to L.A. and Orlando got zero in return. 
uh, by not trading them or, you know, doing a sign and trade. They haven't done anything since. No. Well, that's not true. Pretty much. (laughs) So, Bill, your initial thoughts on on, on LeBron signing with the Lakers, and then we'll get Todd's um, take on, on the picture outside of basketball. Yeah, well, a lot of my a lot of my concerns about that move, you know, and obviously I'm I'm not a I'm a out of the closet Laker hater because I grew up in San, I grew up in San Diego. You don't like anybody from L.A. But, I was a Boston fan, so. right, and I was too. I was I I was I saw Magic and Larry play against each other at the Forum, you know, and yep. I was one of the guys up in the Raptors yelling Larry, you know, and that's <laughs> like I was from Boston. I was from San Diego, but um, but but. You know, Shay, you laid out a couple of scenarios. They got to get help. I mean, I, I can't imagine LeBron showing up. If they can't get, you know, uh, Demarcus Cousins and and uh, and, and Kawhi, he's just going to not beat the Rockets. Or the, he's not going to get to the finals. He there's he doesn't stand a chance without without some help. And I know he had some help in the East. You know, Cleveland they pieced something together this year, and he magically pulled off that the ability to get to his eighth final. But I, I think, you know, it's, he needs a lot of help. And maybe he knows something. Maybe he knows that Leonard's the Leonard deal will happen. <clears throat> and then they pick up a few other pieces, right? People that want to play with LeBron and be a Laker. Think about those two combinations, right? Players want to play in L.A. There's that whole cachet about being a Laker. And now you got LeBron on top of it. Yeah, the, people will want to come. Maybe not this year. Maybe it's next year. Right? People will come, Ray. People, people will, will most come. definitely come. Exactly. They'll hand over $20. Yes. They'll, they'll be coming so thick you'll be swatting away like flies. And <laughs> right? Right. All right, Todd, you, you kind of floated out a – there's more to the picture in LeBron's decision than just the game of basketball. Well, first of all, a peril of being on this, on this forum that, Sean, you afford us to be on every week is when three really smart guys talk in front of you, they're going to steal your thunder. So I was going to say <laughs> – Sorry. Maybe not. No, no, you're good, Bill. Maybe not this year. Maybe they don't get it. But if you build it, I was going to say they will come. You're building LeBron, even yeah. if not this year. In the years to come, you better you better bet every bottom dollar that that they're going to build a team, um, if not sooner or later. So, um, Sean, I was just speculating before. Think of the point of where LeBron is in his career. I think was it 2003? Has he been? Is he 15 years in the league already? I think 15, that sounds about right. 15th season. I think yeah. Yeah. So why not? I, he's, he's in the twilight, right? I think he may have, you know, five good years left. Um, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, who knows injuries, but why not? Wait, I don't know about twilight. I, how about late afternoon? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He's still the greatest player on earth. And, and, and I forget he started out of high school, right? He didn't right. start at, he no, he didn't start at 22. Exactly. I, he was 18. I, yeah. I remember I Gar- Garnett played a long time. Kobe played yeah. a long time. Dwight Howard played a long time and just naming some of those. I think he's got five solid years. And then if sure. he wants to go all Brady on our ass, he might go seven or eight. So. <laughs> well, I guess, my, I guess my, my thought is is he's, he's got a decision. A, he's going to the premier, one of the premier fan, franchises in the NBA, L.A. Lakers. You know, you could argue Knicks, Boston, L.A. Um, as far as long-term prestige. But he owns not only two houses in L.A., his son's going to school there, and he owns a production company in L.A. So – I'm just thinking, why not for him go to L.A., write out the rest of his career, and then start his new life um, with his production company? Um, could he do that in Cleveland? Sure. Uh, he probably wants an excuse to, to, you know, spread his wings and go to L.A. So that was kind of the thing I back in my head when he announced he was going to L.A. Lakers. To me, it wasn't a surprise. It makes perfect sense for him. Yeah. Hey, Real quick, I want, to, I want to piggyback on what Todd just said. 
Um, this process of courting LeBron started last year for the Lakers. And a lot of people, uh, I don't know if it was, uh, a lot of people realized it, but LeBron's agent's Chris Paul. The Lakers made a signing last year, a one-year signing of Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who also just re-signed with the Lakers today. Contavious Caldwell-Pope's agent was Chris Paul as well. Oh, excuse me, Rich, Rich Paul. Paul. Rich Paul. Rich Paul. <laughs> I was going to say, Paul. wow, that guy's talented. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's also a State Farm agent. That's right. That's Cliff, that's yeah. Cliff Paul. Let's get all the Pauls here. That's Cliff Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was Rich Paul. And so it, that, that relationship with Rich Paul enabled Magic and the Lakers to kind of you know, understand what how Rich did business and what it would take to get LeBron. Also, another thing, LeBron is a majority or minority, excuse me, majority owner of Blaze Pizza. And there mm-hmm. was a huge deal last year where Blaze Pizza was featured at only Lakers games in LA. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> wow. And so there's another opportunity for him to make money off the court while he's still on the court <laughs> in LA. Yeah. So that's probably why you left a little money um on the table to not sign for Cleveland and go to LA, right? He's got other, other ideas and other irons in the fire for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, Shay, I don't know. I don't claim to know anything about contracts and things, things like that. Um, Tristan Thompson has seemed to be one of those guys that LeBron is sort of, I don't know if he's protected is the right word, but you know, is there a chance Tristan Thompson comes to, to LA? Um, who are some of the names that you've seen kind of, um, you know, obviously J.R. Smith probably ain't coming. Kyle Korver, baby. Let's talk. <laughs> hey, you, you know what's funny? Korver, uh, also another name is kind of thrown around as a free agent. J.J. Reddick's been out there, too. Ooh. Um, that name's been kind of floating around. Um, Norland's Noel's been out there. I've heard that. Um, I'll give you an interesting scenario. So while we're still talking NBA free agency, and I want to stick with the Lakers, but side note, Paul George re-signs with the Oklahoma yeah, City. Yeah, that's yep. next up on my list, yep. So Paul oh. George signed. Paul George signs um, a very interesting deal. He he could have signed the actual max or the the max, and he didn't sign the max. He signed a four year deal. Oklahoma City also signed Jerry and Grant to a contract extension. Oklahoma City doesn't have enough money. They're going to be way over the luxury cap. Um, it's been rumored that they're going to have to let somebody go or make a trade. And one of the names that's kind of floating up is a name that opted into its contract, Carmelo Anthony. And if mm. Carmelo Anthony is on the table, Carmelo Anthony could go for a veteran minimum to L.A. He also has a lot of ties, and we all know that he likes to be in New York and in the bigger market. So that may be an option for him as well. Interesting. A shooter, right? right? So heard it here first. So let's talk about Paul George. Um, I saw a nice tweet today. I, I, I don't know who said it, so I, I don't can't give credit, but um, it basically said this. And I'm paraphrasing. It said, all the people that were going to write off um, Russ – Westbrook is running off Paul George needs to say he's also the guy that kind of kept him in Oklahoma city, which I thought was pretty, pretty evident. Right. Um, he threw a big party for Paul George. Um, what, what are your guys thoughts on Paul George deciding to go back to, uh, back to Oklahoma city to obviously challenge, not just LeBron at LA, which he probably, you know, either knew was coming or felt was coming, but also, Hey, guess what? Houston and golden state aren't going anywhere. Cause Kevin Durant just signed, you know, re-signed a, a one-and-one uh, with, with Golden State. I see Chris, pa- Chris Paul re-signs with Houston, too. Yeah, Chris right. Paul, yeah. yeah. And I he suspect- signed a four-year deal. Hey, I, I suspect Russell Westbrook is a giant pain in the butt, uh, hence KD bolting. Uh, but that said, the guy can afford you an opportunity to contend. So right. I'm sure Paul George is much 
much friction you may have had said, hey, this this may be my best opportunity. And, not, oh, by the way, they're going to pay me a heck of a lot of money. Too. Yeah, not, so not just KD, but also Harden <laughs> before it's KD. Yeah. Or so. yeah. But, yeah. but I think I heard, I heard KD also um, turned down LA to go there to resign to Oklahoma City. Is that, am I, did I hear that correctly? Well, I think there was a rumor that LeBron was maybe, you know, in his ear again, kind of saying, hey, what, what, what do you think about LA? But why would he make a change? He's why? Yeah, yeah, they're loaded there, right? Yeah, they're just, but, but I, th- I thought, you know, um, w- yeah, I'll ask you this, Shay. For Paul George to, uh, to stay there, is it, is it, you think, you think maybe because, uh, that, you know, the Russell Westbrook star is so bright, he doesn't have to be the guy. He could just, mm. he could just do what he play, play his game and play, you know, be that, you know, a one A instead of a, you know, or a one B instead of the one A in the, he can Scotty Pippen, right? Yeah. Kind of That's what it feels like. Um, Bill is definitely a possibility. What I like to look at is on the sheer basketball side of things. Paul George's style doesn't complement well with LeBron James. LeBron James mm-hmm. is ball dominant. He has to have the ball in his hands. And LeBron James demands a lot of his teammates. And he's very open. And he's in the same mold as the Kobe and as the Michael. Well, Russell Westbrook, he can have the ball in his hand, but Russell Westbrook can play off the ball and find opportunities to kind of sliver in. He can kind of he can kind of push it away and let you get a let you get a few minutes to shine, and then Russell will come back and, and do what Russell does. And Russell's fun to play with. Russell's exciting. He's exciting. He likes to have fun. Every time you look at Russell Westbrook on the court, you know he's serious, but at the same time, he's playing with a smile on his face and it's a certain joy about the game to him. Whereas LeBron is always serious. serious. Yeah. It's always business. Yeah. That that may go a long way with him as well. Hmm. Yep. So as we close out the NBA talk for today, July or yeah, July first. Yep. Um, Bobby Bonilla sh- day. Sorry, Shay. Sh- <laughs> sh- 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 let me ask you this: um, the West just got even better. Um, looking at the picture in the East, knowing what we know now, um, and, and what you just dropped on us earlier about Lance Stevenson possibly leaving Indianapolis, I think pretty much Boston and Philly are your Eastern Conference finalists next year, right? I mean, is that what you, is that what you'd guess on July 1st, 2018? It's going to be Boston versus Philly or does Toronto all of a sudden have a path to somehow figure out how to, how to get past a LeBron list Cleveland? I'll give you a dark horse. I don't, I, I think it's Boston Philly for sure. One and two, Milwaukee. one and one a, um, I think a strong number two would uh, be the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. With a coaching change going on in Milwaukee. Uh, they just, uh, they just signed Ilya Sova coming over from Philly. Philly's losing a lot of pieces. They lost uh, Ilya Sova. They lost uh, Bonanelli. They lost, they're losing pieces. Uh, we talked about J.J. Redick. They may not be able to re-sign J.J. Redick. So Minnesota, I think, is getting better. I mean, not Minnesota, pardon me. Milwaukee is getting better oh, by the yeah. moment. Yeah, and, and there's a team that obviously could change drastically if Kawhi Leonard ends up on it. But, you know, I think right now you're looking at the West, kind of like the SEC in football, and then there's going to be another team that's going to come out of the East, obviously, that has to to play the West. And, you know, right now, Bill, we've, we did it last year on the show. You know, on July 1st, we picked the Cavs versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. You know, and, and not, 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 the, not, not, not next year. No, <laughs> no. yeah. Nope. Cleveland will probably not be that one. So more to come. Obviously next week, we'll probably see a few more puzzle pieces fall, uh, probably Kawhi Leonard. And, and let's keep an eye on Lance Stevenson there from, from Shea. And uh, it maybe, maybe another surprise here and there, but um let, let's move. Let, let's let's save World Cup for the end, guys, because there's so much to talk about on that. Let's hit a couple other sports along the way. Uh, golf today, Francisco Molinari just rolls. I mean, he 
he just blistered. Did you see his start to the backside, Bill? Yeah, eagle, eagle, eagle birdie, 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 birdie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, just, that, is that good, by the way? Uh, <laughs> and just missed a birdie putt on on eighteen to shoot a sixty-one course on a, on eleven. Um, I think it was uh, Ian Baker Finch. He goes, oh, he just wants to go for the middle of the green here. Just don't don't be stupid. And he and he hits it over the water and lands it like a foot and a half from the hole. And exactly. Was, oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. Hey, he Bill, you, you mentioned. He, he uh, almost shot a 61. Yeah. So the course record was uh, set on Friday and matched on Saturday and Sunday. Correct. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so kind of the bigger story, um, boy, it was just a weak field. And it's, it's amazing that Tiger can't draw a bigger field. Maybe it's because the, t- the course it was at, it's not a, not a great course, not a, not a popular course, uh, TPC at Avenal. But um, Ricky's in it because Ricky's a Quicken Loans, you know, yeah. uh, signee or a uh, Spokesman. You know, spokesman. Yeah. Um, but Tiger finished his fourth in, in a, around, if you're a, if you're a kind of a, a sabermetrics guy, uh, one of the best ball striking rounds you'll, you'll, you know, four rounds you'll see by Tiger Woods and one of the worst putting displays. He switches from a Scotty Cameron putter, which he's had for years. Bill, you're more of a Tiger, oh. Tiger, Tiger, a file than I am. But, uh, you know, for him to go to a mallet putter, you just know he's trying so hard to find something that he has confidence. Now he putted pretty solid from outside, but inside of ten feet. Yeah, last, he made a lot last of in the tournament. He hit yes, yeah. like 180 feet of putts. You know, yes. one day, which is a great stat. I love that. By the way, if you've never played that game, Sean, with somebody, it's fun to do it. You right. just agree when the putt goes in, just call it ten or twelve or fifteen. Add it up for a skin. It's really fun. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, because the other on the other side of that, you had Abraham Answer who played. He finished. Uh, top five i think who played mm-hmm. with uh this today he made 34 feet of putts yeah so he, shot two over, he shot two over and think about that so that's an average of about a, a about a one foot eight inch putt mm-hmm. <laughs> so he just kept tapping everything in but um i i i was in shock i think i cindy might have heard the audible gasp when i turned on the television this you know today because i didn't get to watch the golf yesterday when i got home and put on the tour and i saw tiger with a different putter i nearly passed out uh i was blown away because that means i gotta go get a mallet because <laughs> see, i've see, been playing with a scotty cameron since bill here's the I difference you know guys don't, don't change putters lightly right I, it's Kevin, been 15 no, years for no. this putter i have Ke- kevin uh kevin's off off and away um ryan my millennial at home yeah. uh thursday morning i'm heading to work and he goes did you see what happened today and i said what are you talking about and he goes tiger's changing putters i mean like it's it's on instagram oh. and it's uh, you know it's big news and it was a big deal he kept the blacked out pink grip though. Yes. He kept that little grip that he's had since he was a kid. I love it. But that. man, I mean, you I'm know, sure he, there was some money involved in that bill. Now, now no, listen. Oh, no, no. In fact, in fact, ping gets nothing for that. Cause he remember back in the, this is an interesting sidebar when tiger tiger can't use any other grip than the ping grip that came on that ping putter when he was a kid. And he, he was a Titleist, you know, sponsorship. It's Titleist. Right. He had to black out the P took a Sharpie and he, uh, out I gotcha. Blackout. Okay. Now yeah. ping makes a putter grip already blacked out for you. Because of Tiger. <laughs> I'm sure his agent can work some payday off. Maybe, maybe. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, well, there was a stat earlier, and I, I think if it's Jason Sobler, I'm trying to think of who it was that said it, but um, Tiger putting and he and Molinari were basically eight or nine strokes difference in putting this week, and yeah. he lost by nine strokes. Yeah. Um, mm. So, you know, it just the putting was so critical. Um, Here's a question, Bill. Does does Tiger need to win something to, to make it into the PGA Championship, or he, he's not in the PGA Championship? No, he's already in. He's in both the Open and the PGA Championship. He is. Okay. Yeah, he has exemptions somehow. It, 
They, it doesn't. It doesn't show up on his on his schedule on his on his app. Yeah, he's he's in on those two events. The the thing that he needs to because he part of it might be FedEx standings and things. He's moved up to forty okay twenty seventh, I think. But um, the other thing that uh, he's trying to qualify for the Firestone. That's his thing. Right. He wants in badly, and he needs and, to get some more points. And it's the last time it's going to be played at. at Firestone this year, right? It's, Correct. It's moving, so it's yeah. a big one for him. It's twenty places. Won what eight times? Eight times. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Todd. Hey, um, who did who did Tiger play with today? Do you guys know offhand? Oh, Benj- Bergoon. Benjamin Burgoon. <laughs> okay. So, Bill, you and I have, have gone a little bit round around, and Sean, um, you know who's the best? Bill's a huge Tiger fan. I've always been a Tiger fan, but I've had a hard time liking him. Always respect him. Like today after his round. Um, Benjamin Burdoon, whatever. Burdoon. So they show Tiger afterwards. He's taking a picture with Benjamin. Uh-huh. Then his wife jumps in. His parents jump in, and Tiger yeah. stood there and styled. And it was smiled. fun. Yeah. And I just ten years ago, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, Tiger would have been on his private jet going to the next place. And I think through life circumstances, uh, he's forty, forty-one, whatever. I think he's. As humble uh, as he can be, yes. right? Yeah. Humility. It, just, it, it, it is Tiger 2.0. I all. loved it. And, yeah. and I, I, I'm just I'm such a more fan. Just him doing those little things. And it didn't seem like it was disingenuous. Even, yeah, even, his, post-round, even his post-round interview. Um, just yeah. a different, and I a different, love that. A different I love Tiger. It. Yeah. He's, I've always respected him as a player. Always thought he was the best of our generation. Arguably number two behind Jack, Bill. We can argue I, that later. I'm all right with that now. I'm all right with that now. <laughs> I I love to see that that side of them. I love it. I love it. Love it. So I just wanted to throw that in there, Sean. Yeah, no worries. Um, let's hit baseball really quick because a big story out in Shea's home state. Um, Arkansas Razorbacks down to one strike. One strike away from being their first-time national champions. And they get a, they get a pop-up. You know, one of those ones where as soon as the pitcher sees it, he points up thinking the, the game's over. They get ready for the – not the dog pile, but the hog pile. Uh, it goes, it goes over behind first base. The first baseman's kind of running diagonal. The second baseman and the and the and the right fielder are coming in on it. The the announcers are expecting to be caught, and it's not caught. And I think everyone watching that game at the time they were watching it. I was watching with my son, Bill. You, Todd, you were watching. We were all in the tweeting. You just felt that was it right there. The next batter is going to make it because there was a runner on, and sure enough, the runner gets the, the tying run in, then a home run. Momentum totally turns, but there's still a game three. Game three jumps right into Oklahoma State's hands. Uh, Shay, let's go to you at the epicenter. You're what? You're an hour and a half north of Corvallis. Um, kind of a cool, cool victory. They win their third national championship. Um, Oregon State Beavers. Uh, so shout out to them. Great, great run by Arkansas, but just a tough loss. Um, so I don't know if you want to talk more about the Shay, maybe you can talk about the win, and Bill, you, you and Todd can talk about the the heartbreak of of what Arkansas faced and and that that moment there where it was so close. Shay? Some things in sports you just can't explain. Um, Last week we talked about what Oregon State did to overcome the eighth inning deficit to North Carolina to even get to Omaha. Um, That play, the momentum completely shifted, and now the energy changes, and it's just infectious, and everybody wants a part of it, and it's just – Beaver believers, man. I, I told you guys last week, you got to be a beaver believer. <laughs> but um, it was awesome. Like the energy changed not only that game, but it transcended to the next game as well. 
And so going into that winner takes all game three scenario, it's tough. It's tough to overcome that. Like I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it from the Arkansas perspective, but once you feel like you have something in a bag and then it's just completely just ripped out from underneath you, it's, it's, it's hard to come back from that. It's really hard. Todd. Um, gosh, I, I got really, uh, I, I got really, I, I don't call a strong take, but, um, it was not, and Bill, I think you backed me up in this one. It was not a routine play. I agree. No, right? Not routine. Not routine at so all. So it was a pop-up. It was spitting sideways. Second baseman overran it. I would have loved the right field. I'm sorry. Yeah, the right fielder to take control. And, yep. and it, so to me, it was one of those, gosh, you know, a missed opportunity. But I certainly wouldn't want um, any of those kids in Arkansas to think that they, buck, you know, Bill Buckner, um, you know, just blew an easy play. Um, so – Gosh, momentum is a funny thing. Um, I often thought if I was smart enough to go back to college, I'd write my thesis on momentum. Um, would love to just analyze it and go. Um, and also, it's the beauty of baseball. There, there's no clock. Um, you're down to your last strike. That doesn't mean you win. And uh, as unfortunate as to the Arkansas guys, and I'm no, I have no allegiance to Arkansas, maybe the SEC, but um, you know, you, you don't deserve to win until, until you win. And uh, good for Oregon State to to uh, seize the momentum and. Um, and do it. But I just, I just hope those three guys that, that missed the ball, maybe they have some regrets, but it was not a routine play by any means. Um, it was a tough play. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, but Oregon state still, still had to go out and win it. And they did. So good for them. Yeah. And and look, they're still, you know, the pitcher still had to make a, a quality pitch maybe to get him to, to get all three of those fielders off the hook. He couldn't do that. It's right around. It's a team game. And I think you look at it, I think everyone on that Arkansas team is crushed. It, for me, it's, it's one of the toughest parts of sports, right? It's the best and the toughest. Because, um, you know, when, the, when something like that happens, uh, rather than Oklahoma State just kind of, you know, pounding out Oregon a few State. hits. And, I'm sorry, Oregon State pounding out a few hits. It would have been uh, much easier to take. I just, that part is crushing. Uh, yeah. And so you just think about, you know, they've never won a national championship. And just to know that, you know, once again, we've mentioned this many times, you know, Tony Gwynn went to two world series, never got one. Uh, you know, um, junior sale went to a super bowl, never got one. And, and there's a very good chance in my lifetime, Arkansas doesn't win a <laughs> national championship. Yeah. You know, so Bill, you, you think of the, the families, the parents, the, the brothers oh, and sisters, the grandparents, but at the same, in that moment, when that pop ball pop fly was going up, there was the fan base and the parents, in Omaha of of Oregon State, it's a little that, different. That, that were I know, different. I know, but they were thinking like, "Gosh, we're gonna have to go home, and we're, yeah. we're gonna have to hear we couldn't even win a game, right. you know." And so it's just such a such a switch of momentum. And as parents, I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you, as a as a fan of the Padres, working for the Padres at the time, getting swept by the Yankees is way better than losing a game seven to the Yankees. Yes, so yep. there's <laughs> yeah, nothing better. If you got to lose, time, let's get crushed. Right? Working in the ticket office, I wish we'd have won one game so we would right. have played all of our home games and not have to deal with the refunds of the tickets. But oh <laughs> yeah, other than that, um, man, yeah, there's not much you can do. So, um, so congrats, to, congrats, to Oregon State. I wanted to point yeah. something out on the baseball side real quick, but if we're done with the college. No, uh, yeah, go on with college, and we'll move to MLB. Yeah, yeah so we're done. So okay, MLB, real quick. You know it's Bobby Bonilla Day. You've heard this before. Yes. How about, about why, don't you, why don't you share this? Here's the yeah. number. Here's the number. Bobby Bonilla had about $6 million deferred back in the early 2000s. It was to help the Mets, and maybe the late 90s. It was to help the Mets 
acquire Mike Hampton, which got them to the World Series against the Yankees. But they ended up losing, and then Hampton, we talked about, made that stupid signing with Colorado and the thin air. You know, he never where, where pitchers go to die. Exactly. Yeah. But here's here's the deal: from 2011 through 2035, that's a 24 year period. Bobby Bonilla, every July 1st, gets $1.19 million from the New York Mets. And I did some research. Here's the deal. He's not the only guy with those deals. You'll love some of these guys. Here's a brave. I'm not Which one? Which one? Bruce Suter, right? Wow. Still gets $1.12 million per year from the Braves through 2021. Oh, my God. The last time he pitched was 1988. He pitched for them for a minute. I mean, for a minute he was with them. He was a Cardinal. The Uh, Reds? You know how much the Reds are paying Ken Griffey Jr.? Per year from 2009 to 2024, $3.59 million per year. Wow. The the Orioles are paying Chris Davis, who had arguably the worst contract in all of baseball history. From 2023 through 2032, they're going to have to pay him $3.5 million a year. Jesus. And, oh another, my God. and another 1.4 million annually from 2033 to 2037. And wait, it gets, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> the Nationals. And there's more. The Nationals are on the hook right now to pay Steven Strasburg $10 million per year from 2024 to 2030. 10 wow. million per year over a seven-year period. And then finally, the Cardinals are still paying Matt Holiday. They got to pay him $1.4 million from 2020 to 2029. I mean, <laughs> Jeez, that's good research right there. Baseball's wow. horrible. Baseball's horrible at this stuff. Yeah. That is uh, – I will – So, you I know, the next laugh. time Strasburg's going to have his – you know, they're going to be like, let's renegotiate a better contract. And they're going to be like, nope, we're good. We're just going to walk good. away. All yeah. good. Yep. We're, and we're the worst contract away. was Wimpy who said, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for him. <laughs> <laughs> And look, here's the deal. Baseball, by, by far and away, right, with the uh, guaranteed contracts, which have been around forever, right, since free agency probably in the 70s, um, it's, it's, it's why you want your kids going to play baseball. Because if wow. they play football, none of that. I mean, the superstars get some money guaranteed up front. And maybe they get signing one. Signing bonus. But everything yeah, else. Signing bonus. Free. And maybe one yeah. or two or three years guaranteed for superstars. Other than that, everybody's mm-hmm. you're just like, you, you know what? You're yeah. four years into your your. That's why their 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 sees their careers are so short. What have you done? You can hire really? a guy a lot younger, a lot cheaper, and you're yeah. done. And, yeah. and they'll cut some guy and re-sign him the next day at half the contract. Exactly, right? sure. it's, it's crazy. So, and the guys will sign it to stay in the show, so to speak. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. Major League Baseball. Uh, nothing's changed in the standings since last week. Um, Red Sox and Yankees battling it out. Uh, Nine nothing Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. He, Yankee, have you seen like the numbers of the Yankees home runs this year? Like they're, they're, they're on pace to have the most home runs of all time uh, in major league baseball. And how many and most strikeouts too? Yeah, probably. You know, that, that's, that's probably the, uh, that's, you know, if you look at those, the new era of baseball. Or you, the you, look at, baseball. you look at the annals of the top 10 all time home run hitters. And most of those guys are in the top 10 strikeouts. Got to, got to swing the bat to. Except Joe DiMaggio. He wasn't in the top 10, but DiMaggio had more home runs than strikeouts. Now you, you, hey, you that. said it. Think about that. Think about that. More home <laughs> runs than strikeouts. <laughs> um, Todd, g- give us an update on the body found in SunTrust Stadium. So apparently, <laughs> this I, is, I, I, this I is such one, a weird story. I have one question. Please tell me it wasn't an, an Abla Asoy door handle <laughs> on the freezer. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Bill, 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 Bill. It's uh, Asa Aboy. Oh, sorry. And we don't do uh, refrigerator. Maybe, maybe they put the door on backwards, and that's why it wasn't Abla Asoy. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm, I hope my, none of my bosses listen to this. No, uh, no. We don't make refrigerator doors or fridge. Okay, sorry. Sorry to bring that up. Commercial hollow metal doors, frames, and hardware. Okay. Uh, I love it, though. It's good All stuff. Right. Good. So from what I know, he was a guy who and and fill me in but he invented some court some sort of beer trap some sort of contraption some sort of widget that made it better to pour beer and he literally got locked in this place and died like it could have been he could have been there for weeks like it's crazy so um i kind of heard it peripherally i did a little research i i I, shame on me i don't know the full story but that's kind of what i understand if you guys have a little more to add please please do no i don't i just i just saw the headline that said body found in suntrust stadium he was a worker and uh i think he just got he got locked in and forgotten about so it's it's really crazy yeah it's crazy i gotta give you a uh a quick tampa bay update the the rays are one game over 500 13 out i know that part because they're chasing the yankees and the red sox but it's always a wild card so they just came off of winning three out of four from the Astros, including beating Charlie Morton and Justin Verlander. They, previous to that, they, they had a two-game mini-sweep of the uh, Nationals. Prior to that, a three-game sweep of the Yankees. So not a bad little run, because they were looking at this as kind of like, this is going to be their death knell, this stretch. Yeah. And they came season. to that thing. Eight out of the last ten games. They just have two eight-game losing streaks and a five-game losing streak mixed into all the great things they've done. So that's yeah, all. It's just so, a so. long season because with, with, the, uh, with, with the Indians kind of, you know, really spacing out the Central and with the, with the uh, Astros and the Seattle Mariners, Shea yeah. Seattle Mariners playing well, the, the, the wild card is going to be between pretty much the, the second team in the West and the Yankees-Red Sox loser. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, those we, are the two wild cards. You can almost set the uh, yeah. playoffs right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be Houston, Cleveland, Yankees, Red Sox, and and probably Seattle, um, yeah. unless unless something happens. But that's a big change. Hey, one more story in baseball. I just want to shout out. Um, you know, uh, people thought it was a win. People thought it was a lark. Uh, Tim Tebow, Double A All Star. Uh, I know. I see Bill grimacing. Oh, but, don't get me started. Double A All Star. He's a good chance that he could be a, a, a fall call up. Uh, it's for a the publicity Mets. stunt. <laughs> Gator fans, Gator Nation, calm down. It's a PR, publicity stunt. Right? There, are there are 108 players that have better OPS than Tebow in AA. Yet, he's an all-star. Come on. Come on. It's this just a publicity stunt just to get some, some, some press down there. Okay. Just let it go. The Mets are a game out of last place. Like, they can use anything. That's right. Here's the deal. Look, you bring them up. You bring him up, you're absolutely right. He, he'll, he'll sell tickets. I get that. But Sean, Todd, I'm, I'm all in on he, – he, he was one of the best college quarterbacks. Uh, you can literally say in the history of the game because you, you can't deny the Heisman. You can't deny two championships. You can't deny that. 20 touchdowns, 20 running, 20 passing, first quarterback ever. Yeah, Unbelievable. But – He's I'm just saying we NFL hey, we he's we spent a lot of time one playoff game and he and he, now he's the double A you know we spent a lot of time talking about LeBron James I just think <laughs> Tim Tebow is deserving of some conversation. All right. Hey, Sorry. Bill, Bill, my, Bill, my mama taught me you don't have to have a good memory if you tell the truth. Okay. My daddy taught me life ain't fair. So <laughs> to all the to all the boys behind Tebow, life ain't fair. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. <laughs> 
All right, let's talk World Cup, boys. I got to say, go back, listen to this episode, all of our loyal listeners – Talking to you, Trey Rogers. Talking to talking to you know some of the, some of the crew that listens to it on a regular basis. Um, I was not a huge soccer fan, never have been, but I've been more into this World Cup. Uh, Todd, I, I'm texting you like questions about rules. I'm texting you, uh, you know, about about uh, what happens next. Um, Rhonda, my wife, uh, three times this weekend says, "Why are you watching soccer?" And I guess World Cup. It's the World Cup. This is it's so intriguing. I'm trying to plan my schedule tomorrow. Uh, to make sure I can catch the uh, Brazil-Mexico game, which Mexico? thankfully yeah, is the early awesome. game. Yeah. Did you tell um, Rhonda it's bigger than the Super Bowl yet? Uh, no, because she's like, why are you watching the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> but let's, let's talk about – because when we went off the air last week, there was still a couple games to play to get into the what's called the knockout rounds, um, mm-hmm. the, the, the top 16, the sweet 16. Um, but – let me just let's let's go to you, Bill. First, we'll just go around the horn, Bill, Todd, and Shay. Uh, just thoughts on where we're at right now. You can you can comment on one of the games that we we saw today, or just kind of over, let's start with overall impressions of the World Cup so far. Yeah, I'll be quick. Um, it, there's like this changing of the guard. It feels like, and I'm not a big soccer fan either, right? I'm a little above you, Sean, but nowhere near the other two guys. And uh, I think that. Uh, you know, to have to have uh, Argentina and Portugal and now Spain <laughs> and Germany not even make it. I mean, those. This is going to be an interesting thing. I mean, either Croatia or Russia is going to be in the semis. Mm. That that is unbelievable to me, and uh, what makes it so much fun. You know, um, and not having a dog in the fight because the U.S. isn't there. It's been fun, super fun. I, that's probably watch, why I like it. Yeah, just to watch great. I mean, some of the best athletes and. Uh, it's you know it's it's really fun to watch uh, what they can do how how quick they can react and how tight those spaces are and it's just crazy fun so that's mine Todd that's uh, awesome to hear you guys say that um, <laughs> your your magic is working it took a year no and a half. <laughs> no it's it's not magic it's it's um, just appreciation right that's yeah. that's yeah as much as I always say in hockey those guys are on skates or on ice. I mean, these guys aren't using their hands, right? <laughs> right. It's crazy. Every sport we were playing with our hands. I'm gonna um, coin. I'm gonna coin a term. It's a beautiful game. I don't know oh, if that's ever oh, been said. Say, <laughs> Absolutely. So my my impressions are, um, wow, the drama, right? So the the things that popped in my head, and and Sean, use your governor because uh, I, I don't want to go on to eleven o'clock. But so Iran, Portugal, right? So. Iran was very, very close to scoring what should have been a goal in extra time that would have knocked Portugal out, right? Mm. So you have this guy from Iran who misses a makeable shot, and he's crying afterwards because if he would have made that shot, Iran would be in the knockout stage, Portugal would be out. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, God, I'm not supposed to feel nice things about Iran, right? I'm, I'm not, you know, history says I'm not – so that's the beauty of sports, right? You, you throw all the politics out. You, you throw all your preconceived notions. Shoot, I mean, Russia, uh, you know, mm-hmm. traditionally you cold war this, that, and the other. Gosh, you're, you're watching Russia and kind of kind of rooting for them um, to, to, to pull the upset. So um, amazing things. You're right, Bill. A lot of the traditional guys are out. Um, just a, a lot of great, great storylines. Um, Mexico, after two games – they were guaranteed to be in, right? Oh, they made it. I got an alert on my phone saying Mexico makes knockout stage. Oh, wait. If they lose to Sweden by two goals and Germany wins, Mexico's out. 
And guess what? Sweden beat uh, Mexico by two goals, but Germany lost. So if Germany could have found a way to win, uh, they would have knocked Mexico off. There's so many cool storylines. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna move Look, along, but come back. Yeah, up. yeah. The Mexican the Mexi- the uh, Mexican consulate delivering like 50 cases of Mexican beer to the South Korean consulate. It, yeah, that was cool. I mean, that kind of stuff is awesome. Shay, give me your overall insights, and we'll break down the last uh, the 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 quarterfinals we've already seen, and then we'll break down the uh, the, the games coming up tomorrow and Tuesday. Um. The main thing today, so Sunday, both games go out to go to shootout. Uh, both games in in a 1-1 draw, and you got to go to shootout because it's a knockout round. So someone has to go home. So that was exciting. I know that we were all going back and forth on Twitter about that. But that was really exciting. And that that's the beauty of the World Cup to me. It's just like, all right, it was one point in the, uh, the Croatia-Denmark game, and I'm like, man, this is so boring. It's like watching paint dry. And then it's like, wait a minute. Now you got to go to PKs. Like this, <laughs> this, is where it's, this is where it's all about, right here. This is what it's all about. Um, yesterday, you're actually seeing uh, you see Messi go down, you see mm. Ronaldo go down, and life goes on. Is this the last World Cup for either of those guys? Both of them are in their 30s. Like, do they make it another four years? Can they compete at a high level in four years from now? So, you know, that's you exciting know, too. You know, it's kind of cool for me as a fan that I guess maybe I'm not saying it's good or bad for sport. But if I if I just watch those games and you just said watch the games and they I didn't have sound on or they didn't have names on the back of their shirts, no one stood out to me as like that's Ronaldo right there, that's him, and that's Messi. Other than the fact that the TV kept showing him much like you know the CBS shows Tiger Woods, but it's it's funny how the star doesn't they can't be that much. They look I I know when I say this it might sound funny, but they they can't impact the game that much. They, the they can in the stars, right? Yeah, 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 they can. I mean, they can, they can, they can call double teams, and they can move things. And you've seen Beckham hit great shots, and you saw the German guy make the good shot. But um, let's break down the, the the game from yesterday, boy. If you're not a soccer fan, and you got and, and you had one chance to watch a game, and you got and you got Argentina France in your pick, you got to see seven goals, including some just amazing goals. That cross for the for the the goal that made it two two, I think. Uh, by France, where it went all the way across the field, and the guy left-footed it, and it bent around the goalie. Um, about as good as goal as you're going to see. And then they get two more almost immediately right on top of it. I think they scored three goals in about a four-minute window and completely just knocked Argentina on their ass. Um, that was a good game. And, Shay, I think you mentioned um, have yourself a day, son. Uh, the kid that, that scored two of the goals is, a, I believe, he's a 19, teenager. Is 19. He? I think he's 19. 19. Yeah, is that Pod- Podga? Is that his name? Mbappe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Mbappe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was an impressive one. So France knocks out Argentina, and then on the same day, then Portugal uh, is knocked out by Uruguay, and that's Ronaldo's team. Um, and then today we saw two two non high scoring games go into shootouts. Or as I learned from the spot, Todd, is that right? Or on the spot? On the spot. Uh, yeah. On the spot. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Sean, real quick, uh, let me go back to, to Uruguay. Um, uh, they beat Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uruguay has 3 million people in their country. Think about that for a minute. Atlanta, the city of Atlanta is 6 million. And so Uruguay has 3 million people in their country, and they beat Portugal at 10 million. Um, it's just when you think of the size of these countries, yeah. uh, it's, just, it's just crazy. It, it's become one of my favorite things to see 
when you're watching a sporting event on TV is when they show the the crowd at the home. watch party. The watch right? party. Right? Like yeah. like we, yeah. we saw it, we saw it with the with the Washington Capitals. We saw it, you know, you see it in, in college basketball where they're watching the game in like the arena at home. How about um, Croatia today? It looked like they might be burning down the cap. Oh, did you see that in Zagreb? Oh my God, there's fires in the middle of this, in the fans. Um, but but to see that the the Uruguayan fans, Todd, in their in their like town square, um, watching um, Russia, Spain. So once again, I, I was texting you guys. It seemed to me like Russia's game plan was if we can somehow just get the penalty kicks, and they got a penalty kick early in the game to tie it, and just really just hung on. Just hung on, so, and then. So think about that game, real uh, Sean. Um, it's the biggest upset in knockout stage history. Third biggest upset all time in the World Cup, all time. So Spain scores on an own goal, and then um, Russia has the, the the penalty kick. They're successful. So yes, Russia was the seventieth ranked team in the in the world. Spain's a top ten team. So absolutely, Russia was playing for the penalty kicks, 100%. They were saying our best shot is to have five penalty kicks from the mark, and let's take our chances and ended up doing okay for them. Shay, you're you're doing something. What's up? Hey, guys. I I really want to talk soccer. I really want to get into it. It just came through the wire. Lance Stevenson is signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. He called his shot in the (laughs) episode. Oh my God. That was, that's good right there. Folks, you, you listening right now. Legends are made of right here. The the 20, the 23 people listening, uh, you 400, 400, you you just, uh, you heard it earlier in the show. Uh, and as you've been fast forwarding to get to this part of the show, um, (laughs) to find out what we're doing, Shay Shay Brewer, that's why he's our NBA correspondent. Um, wow. Wow. So that's Stevenson. So the pieces are coming together, Shay. So let's, let's pause soccer for a second. Does Kawhi make that team a viable candidate in the West? Without getting too deep, why trade for Kawhi now? Okay. If I'm the, if I'm the Lakers and I know that Kawhi is a free agent next roll the red carpet I know up. that he wants to play for me, why give up my assets now? Put other him? pieces in place. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. When I can have him for a lot less next season. Why? Yeah, you give up nothing other than a max contract. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Interesting. Okay. All right, good call. All right, All right. And, and and you get to see him. You get to see him play for you and be healthy. That's a, probably another way to look at it too, right? Because you know you didn't play last year. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the the late game today. Uh, Croatia Denmark, and I want to I want to fast forward to the almost end of regulation, which I know maybe that's not the right way to say it, Todd. Almost the end of the second half or the. Regulation, oh, yeah. is that the right one? Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. So it goes to the end of regulation. It's We're a couple minutes from regulation, and a breakaway happens. full time, I guess. Full time, okay. A breakaway happens. Uh, Croatia has a chance to score. He gets past the goalie even, and a Denmark defender kind of slide tackles and interrupts the play. Um, the guy falls down. There's no shot on goal even happens, but they call a penalty he- kick. They call a penalty kick late in the game. Um, I think there's four minutes left. Might have even been in, in stoppage time. I'm not sure. I think it was in regulation. Um, the, this game that had no goals except for the first four minutes of the game where a goal was scored in one minute and then a goal scored, the equalizer was scored four minutes later. 
Todd, walk us through that first penalty kick because this guy from Croatia has a chance to basically advance his team and is stoned by the by the Denmark goalie. Um, and, and, and all of a sudden, just momentum swings. And I, I, I texted you and I said, the guy's still got to probably have to stop five penalty kicks later. We saw most penalty kicks, you know, like in, in hockey, it's different. You know, I, I think it's just a different penalty shot. But what was there four or five blocked shots in in the penalty kick sessions? More than that. Yeah, but, Croatia, there were four alone in Croatia, Denmark, and then in Spain, Russia, there were a couple. So. Right, but let's talk about the one late in regulation, the, yeah. the, the one that was stopped um, and not even a rebound. Because in, in, in the game, in the regulation time, if there's a rebound, it's a live ball, right? And that's part of the that's part of the activity of the penalty kick. But when that guy from Denmark stopped that penalty kick in regulation to send it to extra time and then the PKs, what was your what was your thoughts on that, Todd? Or Bill or Shay? It looks like Todd might have frozen up. Oh, Todd's not there. Yeah. Um, so look, uh, it, it, obviously, I, I've asked this before last week. They've got to know. They've got to have trends. There's got to be <laughs> there's got to be video, right? that says this guy, number 10 on Croatia, whatever his name is, he mm-hmm. likes to do this. This is his go-to thing because they, they, they can, they can uh, log every PK this guy's ever taken. And so I guess, and then, then it's a guessing game. Is he going to go against that odd? Is he going to whatever? And look, I think it's pure, well, it's luck on guessing the right way. Then there's a whole ton of skill when you can move your leg. Up, down, <laughs> low, kick, yeah. <laughs> to, to, uh, so we saw two blocks with feet. Uh, by a diving goalie, you know, that the, it wasn't uh, the ball was, you know, going the other way and he was able to kind of reach back and kick it away. It was just crazy. Now. So Sean, going back to regulation, the end of regulation, um, the, the, the Danish goalkeeper who is the uh, goalkeeper for Leicester city in the premier league, he made two amazing plays. First of all, the guy to break away and he made the, the attacker for Croatian move because he came out, he didn't stay back. So he made him move, and then he caused the penalty. Trust me, Croatia wanted him to score. Uh, you don't want to risk a penalty kick. That said, he made a great guess on the penalty kick, and I don't think it was a very good strike by number 10. We talked a little bit. You, you want to put it in the goal. You don't want to be the goat that misses the goal. That's horrible. But there's confident strikes, and there's you're hoping someone guesses the wrong way. I think he hoped the guy guessed the wrong way. The Danish goalkeeper guessed the right way and saved it. So gosh, what a, what a turn of events and for Croatia to come back and, and, and win in penalty kicks after that blown opportunity w- was outstanding, but the keepers were staying on their heads. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. And, Shea, and, yeah. Shay better, better saved by the goalie. Was it the, was it the uh, Croatian guy diving to his side or was it the Russian guy with his foot? Uh, somehow, Russia, I mean, boy, it, that, that was unbelievable. Man, the Russia-Spain game, the save that he makes in the shootout to advance to the next round. Oh, man. Yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. And did you see the Spain guy who shot the, the ball? He, he was just like – he was disappointed. He was more like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. he went up to me. You know, like, oh, my God. Yeah. So – Yeah, there's there's just something cool about the, the scene where you got oh. the – you know, for I think going into the, the second to last kick, the, the Spanish guy makes it. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to collect the ball, and then he walks around with a ball for a couple minutes, or not a couple seconds, and then he goes back and hands it to the guy from Russia. 
and like gets in his face and like a little gamesmanship, like you're not going to score on us. And then he, that guy scores and the next guy misses from Spain. So it was, it was very uh, uh, fun to watch. You know, it's, as you said, uh, Shay, it took a long time to get there in that Croatia-Denmark game. Uh, but let's, let's quickly look at tomorrow's games and then, and then uh, Tuesday's games. You know, heading into a Wimbledon starting, and, and this gives us something to do in a short holiday week, Brazil-Mexico. That's two big names in soccer. Uh, obviously, a lot of interest in Mexico here in the United States. Um, and then Belgium, Japan. Look, I, I hate to maybe make my early call, but the way the big boys have been going down, uh, might want to look at Japan as a winner in that game. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Todd, if I told you that Argentina, Portugal, and Spain are going to be out, would you have made that face? <laughs> I, I, I would have with um, maybe Spain. But Portugal, Argentina was going the wrong way alternate. They really were. Okay. Um, Portugal, I think, was struggling. So Alexi Lawless had his power rankings. God, I'm such a soccer geek. So Belgium, Belgium won, Croatia two. Really? They, had Brazil, they had Brazil six. So traditionally, Brazil is a huge powerhouse. By the way, Mexico wasn't even in the top ten of the 16. So mm-hmm. – Yes, it's going to be very interesting, but but I think Belgium and Croatia survived. I think those are the two teams. I agree with Alexi. Those are the two teams to, to watch. It, it would be a nice story for Japan. I think um, Mexico has a better chance of upsetting uh, Brazil than Japan does uh, Belgium. I don't know. What what do you think, Shay? I like I like Mexico over Brazil. Um, Mexico, the, the impressive win that they had to begin the tournament beating Germany, in the, in the opener, I thought that was awesome. And that gave them, we talk about momentum and we talk about energy moving forward. I think that sparked the fuel to them throughout the entire tournament. Um, who knows how they'll end up, but I think that that gave them the confidence and the momentum to go ahead and, and not be afraid to play, to play a Brazil team. And I think Sweden was a wake-up call for them a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they got crushed. Kind of knocked them off their high horse and humbled them yep. a little bit. And, and I heard Landon Donovan's giving the uh, speech before the game. So I was going <laughs> to fire him up. So. <laughs> Spon- sponsored by Wells Fargo, right? <laughs> so, Bill, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Which one, which one is your can't miss? Well, uh, for me, Mexico, Brazil. I think that's it. I've seen the Mexican national team a couple times in San Diego. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen their rabid fan base, uh, you know the Vuvuzelas, Zuzuvelas, or whatever the heck they are, all that good stuff, because uh, they had some too. <laughs> but, yeah, so that would be the one I'm, I'm looking forward to. Okay. And then on Tuesday, July 3rd, uh, a lot of people are probably going to take the day off, uh, you have a battle of probably some very good-looking fans, uh, Sweden and Switzerland, uh, <laughs> who play. Is it like uh, a Nordic look, right? representing the, 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 the yes, the Nordic look, and then Colombia, England, and boy, England is coming in on a on a hot streak. Uh, that's a team that, uh, boy, they 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 played well in their in their first three matches. Um, what do you look forward to? Let's start with let's go reverse order: Shay, then Todd, then Bill. Uh, Tuesday's matches: Sweden, Switzerland. Anything about that or Colombia, England? Colombia, England. Colombia, England. Colombia is playing well, but England. In my opinion, I feel like England's playing better than anybody else in the tournament. Wow. <laughs> um, Harry Kane, uh, <laughs> he, he, he's on another level right now. Golden yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the Columbia-England game. I think it'll be a, a joy to watch. Okay. Todd? I think I, I'm, I'm with Shea. England's uh, 
England's playing great. I think they have a, a legit chance uh, to do well. Um, this, if you're a pure soccer fan, Sweden-Switzerland, what a great matchup. I mean, Sweden's, uh, they're playing great ball, and Switzerland's got, I can't remember their names, but they got two or three, you know, Premier League studs. Um, and that's what's fun about international play. If you follow a league, you see, you see where everyone plays. So I think Sweden-Switzerland is going to be the better game, and I think England handles Colombia fairly, fairly easily. That's my uh, – I'm going to go with Sweden, by the way. So, yeah, I just – I'm uh, like the other two, I'd I, I like to see England advance, kind of have some fun yeah. with that. Yeah, it'd be yeah. Great, for the, great for the country. And I, I don't know if you guys saw this just in. Lance Stevenson will be playing striker for England. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's yeah, everywhere this week. contract, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and boys. I can't wait for him to blow in the goalie's ear. <laughs> We, we knew it was going to be a packed show. We didn't think it would be this packed with uh, World Cup and NBA dropping bombs on us throughout the show. But good week. I love talking to you guys. It's always fun to, uh, to seriously have some fun with you guys. And uh, those of you listening this far into the show, we appreciate you listening. We really do. And uh, give us a shout-out on social media, uh, at Bill Risser, at Todd Meininger, at Y2Shea, and at, two, at Sean Carp. We'd love, to, we'd love to hear who our listeners are. You can always follow us on the Staredown Cast. Let's go around the horn and find out what's going on this week. Shay, what's on your schedule? What marches do you have planned? <laughs> That's good stuff. Plan to avoid <laughs> until you get to the score. Exactly. <laughs> um, as, as you said, Sean, this week's kind of open with it being a holiday in the middle of the week. Uh, kind of relax and enjoy the, the 4th of July and get some fireworks in. And um, nothing major, man. Just relax and have fun. Maybe get a little barbecue going, fire up the egg or something. Good. I appreciate your, your shout out to my, my, uh, my friend. I sent you a little video text. Who's coming out to Portland. Uh, I know you'll be a good host if you, uh, if you guys have a chance to connect. Absolutely. Todd, what's going on with you, man? Short hey. weeks. <clears throat> yep. Sports uh, teaches us a lot of things. And so uh, no matter what's going on in your life, embrace what's going on. I mean, I love how you and Bill have kind of just embraced a little world cup, um, college world series, even baseball. So good, bad, or indifferent, what's ever going on in your life, you can always um, uh, learn and, and pass some time watching sports, which is awesome. That's why we, uh, why we love it, right? So this week, uh, very short week, um, I'm working, working Monday, Tuesday, and then uh, have the fantastic personal opportunity of going to see my parents. They bought a condo on Melbourne Beach, Florida, Bill, over, over on the Atlantic side. Um, and so I'm bringing uh, the kids and Jenny, we're going to see them. And then we're traveling nine miles south to the Hilton and our annual family reunion in Melbourne Beach. So um, it's going to be a huge uh, family week. And, and can't we see my, my mom and dad's new place and hang out with them and, uh, and then see my brothers and sisters and their families and, and enjoy some good quality family time and uh, soak it in, enjoy the rest, and then uh, get back at it uh, next Monday. So uh, Awesome. Yep. Bill, got to tell you, man, last week's episode, one of my favorites of the 147 I've listened to uh, with Scott Euler, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, someone I mentor and someone who uh, probably teaches me a lot more about, about the business than, I, than he would admit, but uh, great episode. I thought your, your interview was spot on. Uh, you're a great interviewer. Tell me what's going on in the real estate sessions and what do you got going on in your short week down in Tampa, St. Pete? Yeah, so real estate sessions this week, I, I'm with uh, a doctorate. Someone has a PhD in business leadership. Her name is Dr. Anne-Marie Ward. 
She's with Bloomtree Realty out of Prescott, Arizona. They, uh, they're, they're in Phoenix and Prescott. So I know Leslie Guiley very well with Bloomtree, and she suggested her as a guest. So it's a very interesting conversation uh, with somebody who um, really took their education to a whole different place um, when, when it comes to real estate. So this is an interesting week for me. Once again, every, you know, we're, we're off on Wednesday, but my sales team, my sales team, our sales team at, at Fidelity controls my calendar. There's not one appointment this week. And Sean, I'm sure you could understand that. A lot of realtors, you know, kind of, um, you know, there's lots of people taking Monday, Tuesday or Thursday, Friday, like, like Todd mentioned. So there is no, there are no appointments scheduled and I couldn't be happier. Because World Cup, World, World Cup, Cup. World Cup. <laughs> the World Cup will be on my computer at my desk at work, but. Local like, beer, local beer, <laughs> local beer. It's really getting ready for the second half of the year. Yeah, that, yeah for that, sure. There's lots of things. I've got, <clears throat> I've got an Evernote advanced workshop coming up with a tech committee at the local association that I've got to really fine tune. And so I've got this great downtime where I don't have to worry about um, what's coming up tomorrow or the next day. I get to get some work done. And I haven't had that since I've been here in Florida. This is the first time that I've had opportunity. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, um, that's, that's cool. And I do want to point out one thing because you mentioned you'll be watching on your computer. Uh, Shay, you mentioned it, I think three weeks ago as it's, as the World Cup was starting, but we ripped Fox on their golf coverage. I got to I got to give a pat on the back to Fox and their soccer coverage. I've, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed just the the Rob Stone and the guys in Red Square with Alexi Lawless and just their insights. I thought they switched back and forth. They show amazing their their highlights and their replays are fantastic. The the web app is outstanding. You can watch. Both games, you know, as they're happening, you get all the stats, and the, it's really so. I agree with you, Shay. Uh, big shout out to Fox um, and Bill. I'll look forward to hearing Anne Marie on the on the episode. Um, for me, guys, it's a, a closing tomorrow with a with a buyer who's uh, moving to Columbus from. Uh, she's moving back to the Central Ohio area from uh, the Columbia, Missouri area. Um, so that's kind of nice. And did a little walk through and kudos and shout out and appreciation to the sellers who you know, I've already, the house is already vacant, but it's immaculate. It's so nice to have sellers who appreciate the way the real estate contract works and they, they're proud to hand over the, the house and the keys to, to the next buyer in, in a really uh, smooth, smooth transaction. Um, have a follow-up on last week's closing and um, get a few, few rounds of golf this week, but uh, just, just spending my week building relationships, solving problems and having fun. And I'm excited for tomorrow's Pot, or tomorrow's post, Bill and Todd, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, my Carps Corner post is called Be the Person They Think of This Week. And it's all about being top of mind awareness and, and what are the characteristics of people that come to the top of the mind as someone you trust and someone who inspires you and someone who, who makes you you want to be better. So uh, hopefully you guys will have a chance to, to read that and share that. Um, boy, good week. Any final words? Anything else happened, Shay, on the, on the trade wire that we need to know about? Any <laughs> last, call, last call on any moves? <clears throat> Did, did so Marcus Cousins sign? <laughs> Demarcus Cousins has not signed. But while we were on the podcast, I looked up the uh, the Los Angeles Laker season opener. The cheapest ticket in the house. The schedule hasn't been announced yet. The cheapest ticket in the house is five hundred and fifty dollars on StubHub right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and who's that against? Who do they play? We we don't know yet. The schedule. No, we know. <laughs> Look, and that's just that's from people who don't even have tickets yet because they didn't just get their tickets yet. They're pre-selling their tickets they don't have. That's awesome. Five hundred fifty dollars. Let me give you one. Hey, thing. Sean, Sean, Kevin McHale's a piston. 
now. I just found <laughs> <laughs> And And, and uh, Roger Bennett, quickly becoming one of my favorite guys on Twitter, Todd. Roger Bennett, Men in Blazers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's his la- one of his latest tweets. You ready? Uh, in case you missed this. Mussolini's Italy hosted the 1934 World Cup winner, Italy. Argentina's military junta hosted 1978 World Cup winner, Argentina. I see where it's going. Putin's Russia hosts 2018. Is this the moment we all realize exactly who's going to win this bloody thing? (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. He's great. Follow Roger Bennett on uh, Raj Bennett on Twitter. Amazing. Do you watch Men in Blazers, Bill? I'm, I'm, I haven't started yet, but I will. That, yeah. that an American fiasco, that podcast. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Well, well, hey, guys. Great episode this week. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for being my friends. And uh, happy birthday, America. Have a safe and happy 4th of July this week. Talk to you next week on The Stare Down.